Welcome back to Sector One, the number one stop you should make for your motorsport fix. I'm here with Lily. Just me. It's, it's just us. <laughs> it's just Lily. <laughs> it's just me and you. Um, this weekend, we obviously watched the, the inaugural Miami Grand Prix unfold. Um, massive, massive event, tons of celebrities, and there was also a race. So, um, I'm wearing that. yeah, exactly. Should we just start with, um, should we just start with the weekend? I mean, yeah. There we yeah, are. We started on Wednesday. It started on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure yeah. it probably started when the when the canal was put in place. It was just it was such a let's be honest, like it was such a weird weekend. Let's just start. Like it was, you know, I could handle most things, but it just got as the weekend went on, it just got weirder and weirder and weirder. And I just I don't, you know, we had mermaids. Oh. I, I honestly, so every Sky Sports Court was mermaid, mermaid. I was like, like mermaid bubbles. When you're about half an hour out from lights out and there's Ted Kravitz just sitting in the pool like next to a mermaid. mermaid. Called bubbles, yeah. Um, we had Seb Bettle walking around in his pants. Oh God. Yeah, that, that, that feels like a this lifetime. This must have been one of the strangest weekends, I think, like in F1, like recently. Yeah. Um, Lewis Hamilton refuses to take his jewelry out. I I respect that though. Right, I respect it, but what's annoying is. Just so it's similar to when we were in high school or secondary school, whatever we call it, if not ourselves, um, and you have to take your earrings out of gymnastics. I never would because I was a bit of a rebel and I thought, well, if I've got my earrings pierced, yeah. I'm not to, you know, I was on the level, I'm not doing that. It wasn't, and then he's going, I can't take it out. Well, you can, it's not hard to take an earring out, you, you're just being a bit of a stubborn person. No, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he came in there with like four, four neck chains, three watches, yeah, three watches, yeah, exactly, whatever and whatever. <laughs> It's a bit of a it's a bit of a boss move, but that and then the Seb thing happening in the same weekend, just and then the mermaids just took it. I mean, I think I think as well, like if we're talking about personalities, there are a lot of celebrities there. A An lot. incredible amount. I mean, like, who are your favourite celebrities over the weekend? Well, obviously like Michelle Obama and Barack Obama being there, that's insane. Yeah. No, we had all of the Beckhams, like we had all of the Beckham kids, the wives, the girlfriends. Sean Mendes, he was there. Sean Mendes, he was with the, uh, yeah, he was with the Mercedes. Yeah, because he, it annoyed me when Martin Brundle kept walking past him on the grid. I was like, just stop and speak to Sean please. I think one of my favourite ones was, was it, um, was it, um, Martin Brundle doing this grid walk and he tries to call yeah. for Patrick Mahomes, but it's not actually Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's, Patrick. Some, it, it's just some, it's um, Paolo. It's another, Adam. yeah. And he's just there, he's just shouting, Patrick, Patrick. He, he starts talking to him and he's just like, you're not Patrick, are you? The, I think the best bit of it was, do you remember Joanie was speaking to the Williams sisters, who's speaking to oh, Selena, God, and, yeah. and then it just reminded me of Megan Thee Stallion last year. He's got yeah. his microphone like up to her like this, and she's just going, Oh my god. Nothing a word. Oh my lord. But the thing is, I think like because it was so hectic and because it was so heavy, like there, there was absolutely no opportunity to speak whatsoever. To anyone. And I think I don't know. Did you see one of the um celebrities? I can't remember her name and I don't really know who she was, so you know she probably wasn't like anyone of any interest in the nice way possible. She was brought by Mercedes. Um, and there's a picture of her in front of the Red Bull car with her thumbs down, like saying I never liked Red Bull anyway. And like as much as I can get that, but I feel like if you're being brought by a team, like you've got to act a little bit professional. He's like, say we were all taken there by like Haas, 
probably not the biggest Haas fans in the world, but you wouldn't start slating like Mercedes because you're there with Haas. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you can show your, you can show as us. Can show it's funny. Yeah, it, it is funny. If it was us doing that, it would be hilarious. I like, say it was me for the Mercedes car. I've not been taken by anyone. I've just paid for it myself. That's different. But I feel like when you've been like, brought up for free by a team and you clearly don't know anything about racing, it's just like, come on, mate. <laughs> um, I think, what was it? Um, DJ Khaled, I think, was probably the best on Brundle's grid walk. That was the best. Just give me a sec. Because give me a sec. Some promo. Another one. He answers straight away. That's the thing, though. Like He answers straight away. Like Fair play to him. And then yeah. was it Dwayne Wade who just came in in the middle of it? I think, I didn't know who he was, but yeah, then there was that one. Um... It was Dwayne Wade, he came in in the middle of it and they were just like, oh, they didn't want us to be here, but God did. And it's just yeah. like. Who, who was the one that was interviewed and he was like, I'm a social media influencer oh and a big God. one. Who was that? Uh, I didn't, oh, Martin just completely slated. It was just like, and a modest one too. Yeah, man. that was probably the weirdest grid walk I've ever witnessed in my like what six years of the sport ever. But I think as well, like because it's because it's so hectic. Like you, you look at like USA last year. Obviously, there were a lot of lads there. Um, mm. you know, you'll go to Grand Prix such as Monaco, such as Britain, where like a lot of celebrity high life will be there. But uh, Miami level. over the limit. I know when I was at Silverstone, there was a lot of like in like that have obviously been brought up like BRDC, like a lot of other island stars that weren't into it. Like you obviously were treating it like the horse races for the F1 match, like, you don't get really dressed up. You're just going like a nice little cute outfit that you come for Even when you're in like the BRDC thing, and I noticed that like at Silverstone, which is what just the just the British Grand Prix. So imagine that in America. I think it's a hundred times what it is. I say Love Island stars as if I noticed the Love Island people, then we've got like DJ Khaled. There's no comparison. It just shows like British versus America because you'll have like. I think the whole, like, it's just weird. I feel like there'll be a different thing. This is what I love about like celebrities in the UK, right? Because you'll have like Megan V. Stallion at the US Grand Prix. And then like Howard from Halifax at the British Grand Prix just because. Literally. Yeah. And I think. If we're on talking about how weird the weekend was before we actually talk about the actual race, I think what tipped it over the edge for me was the police escort to the podium and then the helmets on the podium. What on earth was that? I, I, well, to be honest, I couldn't even watch at that point. I was way too tired. And so, obviously, I, I decided to give it like the podium a watch because usually it's someone good like, you know, David Coulthard or, you know, Mark Webber, Jensen Button doing the interviews on after the pod, before the podium. It was um, the man who does... I don't know who he was, but someone told me who he was. Is the one that's just like, let's go, baby or something. Sorry that I didn't make it in the podcast. And I'm actually very, very sorry that I didn't make it in the podcast this week because I am disgusted with Lily. I'm disappointed in Lily. I am hurt by Lily. Lily does not realise that the man who did the post-race interviews is only the very, very iconic and legendary Willie T. Ribs. You know, the first black man to drive a Formula One car. I will be taking this matter seriously and giving her a full education. Thanks, thanks. What? Let's go champ. Let's go champ him, that man. Oh my God. Let's, I'm, that's what someone's told me, is let's go champ man. I'm not 100% sure, but someone was like, I'm not surprised he didn't shout let's go champ. And I don't know if you saw the interview. Um, he started to interview. The first thing he said to Carlos and Charles basically was, oh, you can race, can't you? It's like the after race. And this is like, 
the person who's in soon after, you know, not, oh my God, the, the tire degradation, you know, it wasn't, you know, it looked quite bad at the beginning of you, Charles, and what was it like, you know, the last few laps, um, you can race, can't you? And then to Max, told him, you look strong, whichever box. That was the, after the race, the post-race interview, shall we say, was that. What? Yeah, that was probably the tipping point for me because I thought I loved hearing a bit of insightfulness, you know, from Max about the pressure from Charles and Charles putting it on to Max. I love hearing that. And then it was just, you could box, couldn't you? Oh, my God. And then the police escort made no sense either because, you know, Carlos and Charles are topless in the, in the podium room and Max is still on a motorbike. It was just someone tweeted me like some this weekend up perfectly and was like, I'm surprised if next year they do a Super Bowl halftime show, stop the race yeah, and like, the get race. Casey Perry on the track. And just stay where they are. Just stop. Oh. Have someone on track singing and then start it again. Because it just seemed like it was very I know Americans do things bigger and I, I was very I had high hopes for this race. We all know that I was a big supporter of this overhyping of it, but it was wrong. It was awful. <laughs> all right. A quick question yeah. before we actually go into the before we go into the the racing side of it because there was a race that went along with it. Well, do you think that the Miami Grand Prix weekend was more about the show than the actual racing itself? Yeah, it's even the way it's been going. Like they've been going on about how it's like the Super Bowl of F one. It's the Super Bowl of F one. It's not. That that was literally like thrown around literally everywhere on Sky for like the last. Um, I'm not slating the presenters that they chose this weekend because obviously they had some other presenters. Um, she she's a very well known, good um, woman racer. From what I've heard, I didn't really know much about her until this yeah. weekend. But some of the comments she made again really bugged me. Um, there's some fast corners and some so slow corners, is what she said. I, I was just describing every racetrack. I was describing, you know, the M62 down down the road from me, like. <laughs> Things no, like that I mean, just make it seem like a show. Like you, no one had any knowledge of what was going on. Jensen clearly didn't like her. Jensen Button was getting angry with her at everything she said. It was just no. I, I I don't know if I want to like disagree. I think Danica Patrick brings something just, like a little bit different. She's quite good. I'd say she's gorge. But I think I prefer the likes of um, I can't remember her name, but the, the really pretty woman that's been doing the past few races, Naomi. Uh, I really, really like her. Like, she's very insightful, and I think she's got like a very like. Her not, I'm not saying that um, Danica is it. Danica Patrick. I'm not saying she's not got knowledge, but I think just from having like, I, I like having female presenters, but then having like Naomi, I can't remember her last name. Having her and how much she's, how insightful she is, and then going to someone who goes, we have fast corners and slow corners. I just don't think it's helping. No, I, uh, I have to give Danica like she. She's a, she's a good enough presenter. Like she comes on the US and gives us sort of a different insight because yeah. people who watch F1 probably don't watch the likes of like IndyCar and NASCAR. So yeah, that's the difference. We still link the two together, which I think is quite nice. Maybe and, it's just us Brits like we talk about things differently because Americans dumb things down quite a lot. Yeah, and I think I think it might have worked for this weekend purely because this is probably a weekend where they wanted a lot of fans to sort of get that F1 love. Yeah, and sort of not how, you know, if someone started speaking out like Monza or like Silverstone, I'm pretty sure like everyone would be very angry, but I feel like this one, like you said, because it was more bringing it's, new people in. I think it's also hard enough, like, to jump on to, just, just to start watching F1, like, if... 100%. Let's, let's just say, like, Spa was on, right? 
you'll be able to start just on spa like that you'll be able to start on spa like that was one of my first ever race weekends i watched and i'm not gonna be i'm gonna be not gonna be funny but that that shit was confusing you know what i mean like you come out of it and you'd be like to your mate yeah what's my rouge I'm going to be honest, I was very young when this happened. I didn't even know, I, I didn't know that the tracks had different names at this point, because I was, obviously, I didn't know. And when, the, I remember I was on holiday, and they said Spa. Um, obviously, I was, I think it was like, what, seven, seven years ago now, six, seven years ago. I didn't realise that that was the name of a track. I thought they were just going to Spa. <laughs> and I'm very embarrassed to admit that. But that is what it's like to be a new F1 fan. And I'm just pointing it out there. That's what it's like. <laughs> just had a little bit of fun for everyone today. And I'm waiting for the women comments. I'm going to wait for that. That will happen. But I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what's it? to sum up, it was probably more of, like, an event than it was an actual race. Race. Yeah, I mean, to yeah. be honest, you know, I think half the things we're probably going to talk about in this podcast are about just the weekend itself and it's all shenanigans. Yeah, because there wasn't much of my experience. It was a lot of the race. But anyway, should we should we talk about? Well, let's talk about what we had yeah. over, over the whole weekend because we had some, you know, we had some interesting points. I think. Yeah, I mean, what's it? Obviously, if we go back to the start of the race, um, it was Ferrari one two. Quickly became Ferrari one three. Um, which I think shocked me because I did not think it would be a Ferrari one three. I thought they were going to keep the one two. Yeah, exactly. You know, to be honest, I had high hopes for Ferrari this weekend. I Me too. I want Carlos Sainz winning. Just gonna say it. I want Carlos Sainz winning every weekend, but um, honestly, but I think as well, like um, I think it, it's very well on Max just to just to go from the start like that, and I think it was a good this, start. Yeah, I, I don't really want to like talk about an overtake that happened on the first lap for third, to, like yeah, from third to second, but, but it, it was almost, good. But like it was good, and it just shows his hunger because he's hungry. But then, like, that's all that really happened, like overtake wise in the front. Yeah, I mean, you know, from from the from the outset, obviously you had um, yeah, Lewis and Alonso coming together as well. Lewis we had this like little, yeah. yeah, that was only a tiny little love tap, but you know, Lewis was complaining about that the whole race. Don't know if that actually yeah, caused exactly. any damage that we don't them. actually know. So. And then, you get to about lap 40 after that, and that's um, obviously Lando. Everyone's half asleep. Everyone is asleep. I, I was ready to give up at that point, but Lando made things slightly more interesting. Do you know um, what? That crash actually looked like, when you, when you first showed it, it looked really bad. It did. Until and you rewatched it. One thing that also they were talking about was the, the walls they'd used on the track. Yeah. Wasn't a fan. How much protection do you actually get from those? So I know the crash that Science had was it on Friday. Yeah. It was. So obviously it was in the same barrier that F1 Ocon had in had on the Saturday FP3. And it was into obviously S1 Ocon's crash was 51 Gs, which for a practice crash is insane. Like for a crash that just happens in practice, that is like unheard of, really. Plus, I mean, like you if you watch it, it doesn't actually look that fast. It's because, so they literally, that wall, the FIA, and obviously they've granted it safe, but then again, they granted the wall that Rosen had his crash into safe, but you just never know in a sport like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was basically just full concrete, and there wasn't like a tech pro barrier or anything. They didn't accommodate for that when they were designing the track, so realistically, they should have put the wall further back, so they could have put the tech pro 
and then the wall then the wall would have finished where it finished now but because it didn't it would have made it too tight from what i've read to put the tech pro in i think it's also difficult like just 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 having a street track in general is difficult because again mm -hmm. there's only yeah ways you can use yeah, so, it is in the car park as well. I was when when I found that out, I thought it's like building it in like the traffic center car park. The thing is, because like the Las Vegas Grand Prix from like the eighties was in the Caesar's Palace Grand like car park. It's just I think car park races is an insane way to think about it. It's like Lewis Hamilton. Is this the future? Like, he said it was it's like a karting race. It was literally <laughs> like a karting track. Is this the future of F one? Are we just gonna get like racing car parks? Are we gonna get to, like? So if anyone's ever been to the Arndale in Manchester, it's about a proper spinny car park like that. Yeah. Now that is what I want to see. Like, it's literally like 12 floors and it's like, it just spins down like that. If anyone That's lives down south, like, can we get like a Blue Water Grand Prix? There's the two, we want a, we want a north and a south one. But I think the issue with it was the middle section wasn't built for these cars. No. They didn't, and Max said it as well. So he said he was like, they're all going to the FAA after the weekend because it wasn't actually built for how the, the width of these cars, because these cars are a lot bigger than they've ever been. They're the biggest they've ever been. And yeah. they built this, it was a bit like the Singapore, like, I don't, it wasn't like the Singapore sling, but it reminded me of that, how tight it was. Mm. And I thought, we'd never see the Singapore sling again. Of course we might want to, but we never will because it's just not safe. And I thought, is that really safe? Yeah. I think... wasn't a fan. Um, but anyway, um, it caught out Ocon, obviously. Um, in... Quite badly practice quite badly yeah. um yeah. he made up from 20th to 8th i don't want to like him that is good i was about to say i i really really just don't want to you know I, i'm not the biggest Ocon fan no i don't think, I don't think we've we said it on the podcast before we're not Ocon fans at yeah all. but we're very when you're filming this you kind of have to be neutral like we, yeah. we have to sort of like be overly neutral and it's like well that was actually a really good performance mate but it, is a, it is a really good performance and you know yeah i wasn't expecting much from a street track don't get me wrong like not that one either but that was good like, twisty you know george had a good race george had a good race p12 very good race he finished ahead of his teammate obviously his teammates sir lewis hamilton that's just sir lewis hamilton yeah, exactly. that's insane and um, but he did have a better strategy Still finish top five in every single race this year. That was insane. In that car as well, because that is like a horse. That was like the Ferrari in 2019, a horse. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for his first win. I'm waiting for Mercedes to just come back because this weekend they kind of slowly seem to be coming back to like top three. I also feel times. like but I also do feel like it just seems to be like one weekend they're off the pace and one weekend they're on it. And it's just weird to me because like, Mercedes Bahrain have never they, been inconsistent. Bahrain, they got the podium with Lewis. Yeah. Then Saudi Arabia, Lewis finished, what, 10th? There were literally nowhere to be seen. He, he asked if he got a point for P10 at like that shows. Exactly. Obviously, George finished fifth. But anyway. yeah. um, then Australia, I think Lewis finished fourth. And obviously, George got the podium as well. Yeah. They just, for Mercedes, it's just they're not there. Imola, George finished fifth or fourth. Um, yeah, Lewis was. And Lewis was 14? Far back because he got lapped. Very far back. And then yeah. this week, you know, they're, they're fifth and sixth. kind of back. I just think they're very inconsistent, which again is a shock to see for like a team like Mercedes to be so inconsistent because 
you know, think back to just two years ago, like just 2020, no matter what track we went to, no matter where it was, what temperature it was, anything, they were getting a one-two. Oh, 100%. There was no two. And, it, and if Max managed to get a second place over them, it was like a massive shock to anyone. Yeah. Like, it just didn't happen. I remember in 2020, it was just like, you take, and you're taking them another one-two, like, and now we're looking, thinking they're struggling to get like five and like fifth and six. Like they're struggling to get both cars in the points. Like what? It's, what? <laughs> it's it's a weird one. This obviously, like these regulations, they were meant to switch up the order. They were meant. Mm, yeah. To, they were meant to switch up the order. They were meant to make more exciting racing. I didn't expect Not Mercedes. Like this. <laughs> I didn't expect Mercedes good. No, well, I remember last year when Mercedes said like some team's going to get it really right and some team's going to get it really wrong. And I remember saying, I can't remember who it was too, and I was like, it's going to be Mercedes that get it really wrong. And everyone was like, oh, no, you're just, you're just saying that as a Red Bull fan. And I was like, all right. But, uh, and then this year I'm like, all right, yeah. Well, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that came from a biased standpoint last year, but I, I said I thought Red Bull were going to take a bit of a fall. I thought they would be in Mercedes position. I did think Red Bull might take a slight fall because they put so much on last year's car, but their top speed this weekend was insane. Honestly, right? When they showed Max's onboard and on the straight, I was literally holding my breath, gasping, thinking that man is like doing 200 plus miles an hour down that straight. On a car park. I was like, you know, I do five miles an hour in the traffic centre car park, you know? <laughs> and this man, he's like, foot to the floor 200 miles an hour with the sun that's like 40 degrees shining in on him they looked shattered after that race as well oh yeah it was it was physically demanding like we're talking like absolutely proper. like it's like me after the gym like they were just dead like that's, that's how i imagine it like, that's how much of a workout they put in like how much i work but anyway um going back to the race after, yeah. the, safety, after the safety car um it was tight tight Perez nearly got past signs. Yeah, he did, and then locked up, and then he had that issue, though, with his engine. Yeah, he had a weird engine mode. Yeah, um, so they had to fail a sensor, and then that meant that another that he lost, was it, like, 12 kilometres kilometers of power? Yeah. straight or something like that? I think, um, but, you know, Charles almost caught Max. That was a good battle, like, watching how close he was getting. It was good, and he got close, but I also feel it was a little bit anticlimactic. I think from what we've seen this season of them two, I know it's what are we like five races in from yeah. the past five races. It's been six races. Five, I don't know how many races. Then it's been very close, but that yeah, but you know, I, it will get better, hundred percent. It was it was nice though. I do like watching Max win. I'll be honest with you, but I do like watching a battle for the win. Yeah, but I, you know, I would have liked to see like a lunge, like just a late lunge, a really opportunity. Just something. I mean, what's it? It's, it's early on the championship. Obviously, they're still they're fighting for it, but yeah, why not? And then you know, a big talking point that I think people haven't spoken about enough is Mick and Seb. Now that really broke my heart because you know Seb is like a little dad to Mick, and then Mick just decides I'm going to close the door. But ah, uh, I just like they were both in the points, weren't they? Or was yeah. Mick? And that was one of those. One two. of them was in the point. Mick was in the points. Well, Mick was in the point. I can't as much as I um, as much as I love Seb. I wanted Mick to get them. I wanted. To yeah, I think I, I think even Seb wanted Mick to get the points. But 
something optimistic. They both go off and they both apologize. Sad they both apologize. They're both, they're both friendly enough with each other to very friendly, yeah. Like everyone's an opponent on track. Like that's just that's yeah. Just, like no matter no matter who it is. I don't know if you saw the um the George Russell interview with Toto Wolf just before the race. Oh yeah, I did actually. The one that was um just from at the beginning of this season. Yeah, and he was talking about um, yeah. last year at Imola against Bottas. Yeah. And he was just saying, you know, 19 other drivers on there are not your friends once you get on track. No. But you still got to play the team game. Um, if that was Latifi, I wouldn't have tried to make that move. Um, yeah. But, but since Bottas wasn't, you know, he wasn't a Williams driver. He went for that move. That lunch. It's, so like I Max think... and, it's like Max and Perez though in Abu Dhabi last year. If that would have been, you know, Perez and Max would never have fought like Perez and Hamilton did ever in a million years. Because no, you just no. treat your teammates slightly differently. No, of course. And, you know, you're, you're playing the team game, but you, you want to win yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to think what, actually, what else actually happened. Oh, we had the fuel issue with um, Aston Martins. Neither of them actually made it to the grid. Yeah, I, I, was, I was confused what happened there. Cause so, no okay. news came out about it at all. From what? I've read, like, obviously, you don't know how true it is, but they put the, because it's a hot race, they put the fuel in a fridge. I don't I know what that does performance, personally, but they put the fuel in a fridge, and they forgot to take it out. Um, and then it was too, it was actually too cold to start the race because your fuel has to be a certain temperature to start the race. Yeah. Um, and it was too cold to start the race, so they had to cool it down and keep them in the pits, which meant they couldn't get to the pit lane because if the FA would stop them and measure it, they, they got disqualified. I'm pretty sure I'd heard that from Ted. This yeah, is about, I think... Again, this is about 15 minutes before the race. I mean, what's his name? Um, Brundle did his grid walk. Interview with Lance. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Lance, Lance is like, yeah, I've heard we can't get to the grid. Yeah. I mean, he had no clue. He just stood there and was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it? I was listening. <laughs> and he spent marching Brundle going, well, you're on the grid, but um, your car's not. And I thought, mate, that's savage. God. Yeah, yeah um, that, that was my last impression. It wasn't very good. That is basically what he said. It was just, yeah, I don't know. Like, mate, your dad owns the team. Of course you know. Your dad owns that team. Right. Hit or miss. Should we move on to those? We know who my hit is. Go for it. Every race that Max wins, Max is my hit. And I think we can guess that from a mile away. Max is my hit. And my miss, I'm going to say, personally, is Red Bull powertrains. I don't know that might shock people, okay? But mm-hmm. I'm saying Red Bull powertrains because they are so inconsistent this year. They would have had a one-two this weekend if they'd have just been able to get power extension right. So Red Bull powertrains is my miss. Right. I think um, for me, I'm probably going to go um, George. George is my, George okay. is my hit. Because I respect like, that. I, I, I just love watching every single race with him. Um, I, love he, that, I love that. The thing is, right, you know, again, he could just miss qualifying, start from 20th, and still make that top five. He is. Like, he's he missed a Sunday now. He has been, yeah, exactly. He's missed a Sunday. What happened to, what happened to the qualifying? Um, yeah, Mr. Saturday's gone. It's, it's, it's been absolutely incredible, I think, this year. Yeah watching him you know and I think this year with Mercedes like it is his big break he spent three years at Williams in a dire 
car. Yeah. And this is opportunity. Make and the most. He's making. He's against seven-time world champion. Me. I think it's a little bit disappointing for him in terms of the car because I that that's the only thing that I'm just like I I feel like resentment about. Yeah, considering he's got like a car that's won eight championships in a row, and now it can't even get he struggles to get up the podium. Exactly, that's what I mean. But he's still in the points, which is better than he's ever been. So hmm. positivity here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, miss. God, who? I'm, I'm actually curious to see who your miss is. I don't know why, I'm just curious. I'm having a look because I don't think. No one's like stood out in a bad way. No one's, ever, no one's actually had like a, an awful weekend. Maybe like the Aston Martin Fuel people. <laughs> I'm going to go Kevin Magnussen. Okay, yeah, I can get behind that as well because. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he didn't make it out of Q1. Which to think that he has been pretty like he's driven pretty well in a house. I'd seen with the Mercedes in the house. He is good. Um, he is very but, good, but uh, he, you know, qualified 16th, he, he he didn't finish the race. I think he only just uh I think he only just retired in the last few laps. Yeah, I, 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 well, I'm, actually, I'm actually not sure. I'm looking at the stat. I'm, I'm looking at the race results, and it genuinely like obviously. I didn't realize he retired. I saw Vettel, Gasly, Norris, and Joe retire. Hundred percent, yeah. Magnuson, I didn't actually know. Neither did I. I feel like a really bad podcast now. I'm like, what? He retired. <laughs> um, <laughs> Since when? <laughs> Kevin Magnuson, that's a miss. Yeah, I think overall that has been a very weird podcast because it's been a very weird weekend and there hasn't been so much happened it's definitely been one of the strangest weekends i've ever watched so much happened but not a lot in the race like there was so much to cover but like three things happened in the race yeah exactly it's the the biggest f1 events probably this season um obviously uh in two weeks we're gonna head to barcelona catalonia again another boring race so get ready for that (laughs) At least you um, have a bit of like something behind it this weekend. Your Barcelona is just boring all the way through. Exactly. Hopefully, Signs wins. Let's just say that. Home Let's race. hope Signs, Alonso. Signs, Alonso on the podium. Let's do. Let's manifest it, guys. Let, let's just put, I don't know, Sonoda on the third place just because. Yeah, just shove somewhere else. He's, 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 he's lovely. Anyway, all Vettel. Um, Magnussen. I'll be happy with that. Yeah, come on, let's go, guys. <laughs> anyway, um, that was our Miami Grand Prix uh, review. Um, Run you... down, whatever you call it. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, if you did like it, please like and subscribe. Turn the little bell on just so you don't miss it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know which side I'm going to be on, so it's either down there yeah, or exactly. down there. Um, <laughs> hit the bell so you don't miss anything by us. We make some pretty good stuff. Um, yeah. Follow us on the socials under Sector One Motorsports on... Yeah. And turn on post notifications because it's some good things. Yeah, exactly. And you might see a bit, a little bit from us as well. Um, yeah. uh, if you're if you're listening on Spotify, um, thanks for listening. I'm not sure what you do on Spotify. I think you can follow. So if you can follow or save it, you Please know, I don't follow. know, do something. And um, yeah, we will see you uh, next week. Goodbye.